to question everything my name is kelsey and i'm here to open up your mind okay i'm sorry for not uploading i was going to upload on monday again but i've been going through it my new workplace has covid so i'm back to doing nothing and i am back at working on my healing because there's nothing else to do and also like it gets dark by 3 p.m so it's it's a it's a rough time, you know? <laughs> Friendly reminder that healing is not linear, so stuff will resurface, and it's okay if that stuff still hurts, or if you're not fully over it. And this is also a friendly reminder to myself when I listen back to this. <laughs> I've been seeing people beating themselves up because they aren't over something that happened like two years ago. Yes, I'm, I am talking about myself, but I'm here to tell you it's okay. It's okay to feel. I know I talk a lot about squashing the ego because essentially that's where our thoughts and emotions come from, but as long as we are in this 3D physical and this 3D body, we are still humans with emotions. I think one big takeaway from this is just become aware of your reactions to certain situations. Try to trace back where this trauma or emotion stem from and just observe. Whether that be something that happened in the world or in your personal life, you're going to feel some type of way about it no matter who you are. The difference between a 3D consciousness and 5D consciousness in relation to this is that when you're working towards a 5D consciousness, you understand that you are not your thoughts, you are not your trauma, you are not your emotions. So the only work to be done is working through it. It's not ignoring it, but allowing yourself to feel and then heal. <laughs> feel and heal. I'm also going to keep it real with you guys. This stuff is not rainbows and butterflies. When I do my research and dig into this stuff specifically about New World Order, elites, the child trafficking, I just, sometimes I just need to step back and take a breath as an empath. I'm a magnet for other people's emotions or experiences, I guess you can say. When I was a kid, probably like 12 years old, I remember one specific time that I was watching this action film with my parents in the theaters and I literally had to walk out and I went into another theater and I think I watched Hop, like the Easter movie, whatever. Because I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle everything that I was feeling and I, I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, it's just a movie. And I, I've always been into scary movies. I love all the scary movies ever since I was a baby. Like, those things don't scare me. So I wasn't understanding why watching this action film was giving me anxiety. But now I realize it wasn't that I was sensitive or I was scared, but I, I was, in a way subconsciously living through the characters' lives. And of course, I don't remember what movie it was, but I remember there was people being shot, loud noises, um, car crashes, you know, typical action movie. But I couldn't handle it. 
which is ironic, like I said, because I grew up loving scary movies. I grew up being a tomboy. All my cousins were boys and I had an older brother, so I always played video games. We played the, I don't even remember what it was called. We played Halo. We played Grand Theft Auto. So it's not that I'm sensitive to gore or scariness. I just felt what they were feeling and it just gave me so so much anxiety. And that's kind of when I realized I was an empath. Anyway, long story short, that's when I knew I was a magnet for other people's emotions or trauma, I guess, or what they go through. I feel other people's pain. So when it comes to things like child torture and all of that, it's not easy to read through. It's not easy to research. Of course, I'm interested in it. And of course, I want to learn more about it. So I still do it. But it's it's not easy. <laughs> I have learned to guard myself better with surrounding myself with white light and basically put an invisible shield, but sometimes, especially with this stuff, I just can't, bro. But anyway, today's episode won't be so gruesome. We will go over the most talked about subject, which if you haven't guessed by the title, I'll be talking about the COVID vaccine and the stuff that I found out. Before I get into it, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. I have no educational background in medicine or biology. This is purely from my independent research, so I'm not claiming all of this to be facts. Um, If you would like to fact check me, go ahead, but I'm just going to tell you guys what I found and my perspective, what I think, based on an intuition and research level knowledge, I guess you can say. I have been posting TikToks about this stuff, but I also want to talk about the research behind the companies producing this vaccine. But first, I am trying to be cautious with how I spread information now. I've been avoiding topics regarding the devil because that gives into the polarity of good and evil, and I don't want to do that because I'm trying to see things at an energetic level now. It's funny because talking about the devil or looking into that stuff doesn't give me anxiety. It's just learning about what they do, specifically to the kids, that throws me over the edge. I guess it's not funny, but you know what I mean. However, I still want to talk about this theory of Baphomet because there is a new TikTok trend where kids use this filter to create Baphomet. I'm going to sound like such a Karen, but they are desensitizing these kids in every way possible to their agenda, and they're falling for it. And the worst part is, if you call them out on it, they'll laugh at you. And I mean, like, I get it. I I was a teenager, too. And anything that an adult says, it's just like, shut up. (laughs) But this is what they do. They desensitize their agenda through the younger generation so they can effectively pull it off. I've talked about the psychological propaganda on here before, about the fluoride, and if you follow me on TikTok and Instagram, I posted videos explaining this a little more, but like I said in those videos, conspiracy theory aside, the psychology behind their agenda is immaculate. Immaculate. I guess the trend was based on this DJ who uses Baphomet as their logo, of course, And they're trying to reason with that logic, saying it's cool, trendy, it's edgy, and that he has good music. And I bet he does. No, hey, he's probably extremely talented. But everyone is missing the bigger picture. The DJ is probably under an Illuminati contract, 
and is purposely desensitizing this generation to loving this symbol, Baphomet. Not only that, but when I talked about the psychological propaganda, I said that they use group psychology because groups are more vulnerable. So by targeting certain groups in this case, I'd consider this group to be Gen Z. They are the easiest generation to influence as long as the whole generation follows. I love Gen Z, don't get me wrong, but they lack individual awareness. It's not their fault. They grew up on this. They grew up on social media. They grew up on trends. None of this is anyone's fault, except you know who. We have been duped our whole lives. But once you start identifying with a group or a label, and I know I've said this before, but you lose all your self-analysis and discernment for the truth just because you don't want to get canceled, or you don't want to make anyone mad, or you want to make the whole generation happy, or follow a trend. Be cool. They have brainwashed these kids to follow trends, to desensitize them to the satanic agenda, and I know it sounds insane. I mean, if you're new here, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, like, if I wasn't aware of anything going on, if I didn't know about any of the agendas, anything, I would think I'm being too sensitive. Like, chill the fuck out, Kels. It's cool. But awareness is absolute key to everything right now. This is how they have brainwashed us in the past with cigarettes, wars, fluoride, everything else, and how they are brainwashing us right now as we speak with this COVID vaccine. And I didn't mean to rhyme. I don't think it rhymed, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> regardless of what your beliefs are, you have to believe that we all have a soul and that we are literally made of tiny energetic atoms. So knowing this, you can agree that since everything is energy, including viruses, don't you think that we can mentally combat this on our own? Hear me out. I know some people who are skeptics of this, or if you're new here and don't know about anything, hello, you'll probably be quick to react to that statement and call me an absolute moron. But have you ever actually researched our biology and how our cells can literally transform with the energy of a thought? Like, how do you, how do you guys think a placebo effect works? In summary, they are given said medication, which most times is just a sugar pill, telling them it will cure them, making them fully believe it, and then boom, it works. Key here, belief. Some might say this is subjective. But it's only subjective due to the person's power of intent, belief, and emotions behind it. Like I said, keyword belief. If you gave someone a placebo effect and they were skeptical about it, like going into the study, they were skeptical to begin with, they will probably have a less positive outcome because they are already going into this thinking, this medicine won't cure me. So they already lost. Your mind is so powerful. I was doing some intense research on microbiology in regards to our thoughts and how our cells change with the vibrations of thoughts, and there was a lot of testaments on people healing themselves by pure thought alone, and it's absolutely incredible. Of course, Western medicine will say it's a miracle, but don't you guys realize that we are the miracle? We are the magicians who create this reality. Listen, listen, y'all might think I'm high as fuck right now, but no, I have just been getting downloads and I even had a dream the other night where someone walked up to me 
took me by the shoulders, shook me, and said, you are fucking powerful. Believe it. You better tell everyone how powerful they are. I don't remember the whole dream, but I just remember that part. It was very significant. And then I had this guy read my energy last week, and he was telling me how I am a starseed and that I am on the cusp of entering 5D and that I'm really powerful. And I know a lot of people are skeptical of psychics and energetic readers, but man, when he said that, my heart just told me what he was saying was true. The thing that I'm personally lacking, and he even said it, is belief in myself. And I think that's what's keeping me in the 40. I'm working on it. I'm still healing, but I've been adding more daily affirmations. Every morning I tell myself I am powerful. That's literally what I did when my family had COVID. Every morning, every day, I said, I am healthy, I am strong. And my symptoms lasted maybe a week when my parents lasted over a month. You guys need to step into your power because you guys are so powerful. I'm not saying I'm the only one who's powerful here. I'm trying to make it... We are all one. So that makes you just as powerful as me. So you are powerful. You need to start telling yourself this every day. Write it on your wall, on your mirror. I don't care. Because they have programmed us since preschool to believe that there's nothing else than this 3D physical, that magic was for fairy tales, that miracles don't happen. Well, I'm here to tell you that magic is all around us and you need to tap into it. Okay, moving on. Before I get more into it, there have been stories of people who cured their cancers, diseases, joint pains, etc. just by the power of their thoughts. And I know I've talked about this before, and there's also documentaries on Gaia.com if you want to check them out. And I know there's one on Netflix, I think it's called Heal. But there's, there's multiple documentaries out there that talk about this stuff. And you might be thinking, Kels, this doesn't work. I've tried it. Okay, first of all, you've already failed. Once you have any ounce of doubt that this magic is fake or it's, or you're skeptical of it, it disappears. Because the universe says, well, you say it doesn't work, so it doesn't work. Whether you think you can or you can't, either way, you're right. I don't know who said that quote, but it's ironic because my brother used that as a senior quote and he doesn't believe in any of this stuff, but whatever. Anyways, um, so if you're already lacking that belief, the universe is just going to be like, all right, doesn't work. We're not going to make it work for you. You are the universe. We are all the universe. So if you tell yourself it doesn't work, it's not going to work in a story. And people lack this step in manifestation and wonder why their law of attraction or manifestations don't work. But it's the emotions behind the thought that drive the manifestation to manifest. <laughs> you can't just say I'm cured with no emotion behind it. The magic comes from the feeling, the vibration. If you say I'm cured with feeling how it would feel like when you're healthy, so you'd feel relieved, happy, excited, you can cultivate those emotions within you, tricking your mind into thinking, well, shit, I'm cured. Why do you think the media is injecting us, no pun intended, injecting us with so much fucking fear. Looking at the news about COVID, it, I like every, every time I look up at the news or I look at Google News or whatever news, all the titles or every headline is just people are dying, 50 billion more cases, people are dying, people are dying. 
And that fear, that emotional vibration, even though it's a lower vibrational state, it's still powerful. It will drive that negativity behind it. There was a study in 2017 by the Neuroscience Education Institute on the effects that fear has on a person's health. So the studies provided the consequences of how fear has an overall effect on our physical, emotional, environmental, and spiritual health. And here are some of the stuff that they found. Immune system dysfunction, endocrine system dysfunction, autonomic nervous system alterations, sleep-wake cycle disruption, eating disorders, alterations in hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. What the fuck? How do you say that? The potential effects of chronic fear on physical health include headaches turning into migraines, muscle aches turning into fibromyalgia, body aches turning into chronic pain and difficulty breathing turning into asthma. The potential effects of chronic fear on emotional health include dissociation from self, unable to have loving feelings, learned helplessness, phobic anxiety, mood swings, obsessive compulsive thoughts. The potential consequences of chronic fear on environmental health include continued living in fear, generating situations due to uncertainty of moving out and unknown associated dangers, not able to find safe housing, afraid to leave home because of paranoia. The potential consequences of chronic fear on spiritual health, bitterness, fear towards God or others, confusion, disgust with God, loss of trust in God, waiting for God to fix it, despair related to perceived loss of spirituality. Lastly, it affects the ability to learn. The brain's capacity to retrieve previous learning is dependent on specific chemical states. Chemical alterations can distort perception of sensory information, thus distorting storage. When the brain is hyper-aroused, storage may be incomplete and new information will be stored in nonverbal memory. This distorts the storage of sensory input and the retrieval of information will be affected. The capacity to learn, which might explain why people don't want to look into this research because of fear. I mean, that's a given. But anyways, there's nothing to fear about awareness. Look, I've talked about how stress can literally cause cancer and I'm sure at some point you've had physical symptoms from stress, whether that be as minor as a stomach ache or a headache, but they still manifested. And I'm not saying stress is good or bad because there is also a healthy amount of stress, but I'm just trying to prove to you that certain emotions can literally manifest into our bodies. So the fact that they've been inducing this fear and anxiety in us, they are able to control our health and our power. I've told you guys this a lot, but fear is their strongest weapon against us. Even in the psychological manipulation research, they said they don't just come out and say what they're doing to us. They do it by using our emotions and our fear. So what I'm getting at is have a little hope. Even if you don't want to believe in the power of your thoughts or that you're a spiritual being living a human experience, just have some hope, have some faith, have some positivity, and stop watching the news. Stop expecting the world to go up in flames. Stop expecting the worst. Those emotions will drive this manifestation of destruction much quicker. And I know sometimes people feel even more anxious because if fear creeps in, you're like, oh shit, no, 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 I need to stop being scared, I need to stop thinking about this because then it will manifest. No, okay, it's not about resisting it. If you do feel any fear, let it flow. 
let it go through you, feel it out, but don't feed into it, don't dwell on it, because the more you dwell on it, the more you put significance on it, the more you will give that chemical reaction, and that chemical reaction will manifest into your body, will manifest into your external. Like, I I just don't understand. The most intelligent people that I know, most intelligent people lack the most awareness And they are the most stubborn when it comes to topics like this. Awareness is absolute key here. Awareness of your thoughts, feelings, what is going on around the world. Awareness of your environment or the things you are consuming, whether that be food or media. Most of these intelligent people are living on autopilot and they don't even know it. And if you tell them, they're just gonna look at you like you're fucking crazy. Conspiracy theory aside please 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 work on yourself work on your healing love yourself trust and believe in yourself i wish you guys knew the power you guys hold because you have a lot of power okay moving on (laughs) so as i was investigating this vaccine it came to my attention that the narrative the news is portraying is only partially true it's actually quite comical they are saying that these two vaccines that are in the race to win, which, first of all, I find hilarious because it feels like a competition for who has the most money, and honestly, it feels like a second election. But anyway, they have been saying that these vaccines are 90 to 98% effective, right? We've seen it all over the news. Well, what they've failed to mention was that 90 to 98% effective doesn't mean immunity. They are 90 to 98% effective against the symptoms. The symptoms, not immunity. It could potentially build immunity over time, potentially, down the line, maybe two to three years, two to five years. And honestly, we don't know because we don't know the long-term effects. But they are basically giving us a treatment. They are basically giving us an Advil to reduce the symptoms, but not cure anything. That's why Fauci keeps preaching that even after everyone gets the vaccine, we still have to wear masks. We still have to stand six feet apart. Another thing that I found out is that they are telling the test studies whether they are taking the placebo or not. And that that just, it defeats the whole study. It, it contradicts everything. At that point, there's no point to doing this because these people i mean i hate assuming but i'm going to assume they aren't spiritually aware are going to go in this thinking well i am being injected with water and sugar so this won't work and guess what it won't work like i said placebo is making them believe they took it to see the power of our minds but if they already started off by doubting it because they were told that they're given water and sugar and not the real thing and there's no point Apparently, their excuse, well, the FDA's excuse, is that it's an ethical reason. Bitch, what? If we want to talk ethics, let's talk about what is really inside this vaccine and what it will do to our bodies and why they are not telling us the whole truth and why they are kidnapping children. That's ethics. People will laugh and make jokes when you say they are injecting a microchip inside you. That's fair. I get it. Society turns everything they don't understand into a joke. However, has anyone actually took the time to look into this? 
yes, I'm fired up because I feel like I'm trying to shake everyone up. I feel like I'm trying to shake everyone, all these sleepwalkers. I'm just trying to shake them and be like, wake the fuck up, bro. But first of all, before I get into what's inside this demonic vaccine, can we start out by noticing that Moderna is literally... The one being created by Moderna is literally called Luciferase, and it has snake-like fangs that will inject us with biotechnology. Luciferase? Are you are you kidding? This is a joke. They're mocking us. This is a joke. It's a joke. Let alone the, the description of a snake. When I heard that, I was like, are you kidding me? And then, of course, biotechnology. They want to make us into AI. <laughs> But this vaccine is specifically like a patch or a band-aid. You can do it at home. How convenient. And their narrative of why it's called Luciferase is because it's it will illuminate with a barcode so people can scan you to see if you have it or not. So you can go into stores. So you can attend concerts. So you can fly on planes. And honestly, this just seems kind of creepy. Now I feel like a product if I have a barcode. Even if it's invisible. I feel like a product now. I feel like not a human. And honestly, it sounds pretty cool if you're desensitized to the technology agenda. Do you guys ever wonder why technology is so hyped? Why they got us addicted to social media? I mean, of course, people will say, well, of course, that's how the evolution of technology happens. As years go on, we get smarter iPhones, we get newer TVs, we get Alexas. I mean, other than for consumer reasons, because we know that all they care about is money. But they have gotten us addicted to technology, desensitized us over the last decades for this very moment. For the very moment of, oh, well, I mean, they already track us with all these other gadgets. One more can't hurt. Or an even more appalling response. Well, I think becoming an AI would be kind of cool. Excuse me, what? We are not meant to be robots. If you were to walk into the 1500s and say, I'm going to inject a microchip in you to prevent you from being sick, everyone would run around mad calling you a freaking witch. But nah, it's super cool. It's super edgy. Do you guys see the desensitization? Do you guys see this? Especially, especially, especially among the younger generation. And then the younger generation just turns everything into a joke, which I fall guilty to as well, I might admit, because they also make their depression a joke because everything has been desensitized. Okay, but the number one excuse, or I guess how people are defending this is, like I said, well, they already track us with our phones. So what, what big of an issue is this going to be? Bro, 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 this will literally track everything from how you breathe to when you're hungry to when you have sex. It will track how you're feeling or even what you're thinking. Total privacy will be a thing of the past, even the little that we have left. (laughs) Not only that, but it will literally infiltrate and change our DNA. What did I say in the Moon Matrix episode? They have been changing our DNA for such a long time. I think I mentioned this in the Reptilian episode, maybe, I think, with our pineal glands, with our psychic abilities. They have changed our DNA for such a long time with other techniques, but now they will have access to our insides. It's actually insane that David Icke has been talking about this for 
a decade or longer than that. In his book that I got from 2010, he talks about how he had a conversation with a CIA agent in 1997 about the microchipping agenda, and it's literally written in this book, and they've been planning this forever. But of course, they can't just come out and say, hey, I'm gonna put this microchip in you. Just, you don't have to do anything. Just stand there. They desensitize us. They provide a problem, COVID, and then provide a solution, the vaccine. And while we're at it, let's toss it, let's toss in cryptocurrency. It's like everything's lining up for them. The patents I found that I talked about on TikTok are wild. The one for cryptocurrency system using body data activity was one that stood out to me. I mean, all the other ones did too. And I know people will say, because they have told me, you're reaching, you're exaggerating, you're crazy. When I talk about minor details like Luciferies, it's symbolism. Symbolism means so much to these people. And these details aren't so minor if we are talking about subliminal mind control. For starters, let's talk about the name of this patent. It's WO2020 060606A1. WO World Order 2020 this year 060606. I'm guessing you can assume that one. And A1AI. They are literally telling us that they're going to turn us into AI. And I know, listen, it sounds insane. But they are trying to keep us as far as they can away from source, away from the divine, away from God. And the way we can connect with source, which is through meditating or through prayer, which is our thoughts, which is our soul. And they're trying to alter that into a robot to keep us as far away as they can. And honestly, if they alter our DNA more than they already have, we will lose all connection to source. We will lose the ability, any ability to have any psychic powers back, even even if you get rid of all the fluoride in your house, get rid of all the toxins and detoxify from all the GMOs, the fluoride, the everything else they've put in us. We will never be able to attain who we are because we won't be robots. We won't be human anymore. And I'm telling you all this not to scare you, but to make you see the agenda for what it is. I personally don't think it will come down to this. With the amount of people who are waking up, our collective consciousness is more powerful than their tiny-ass robots. So don't you worry. But anyway, I was sent a couple articles about one of the companies in the race for the vaccine, Moderna. So this article is from 2016, and it's from a stat frontline healthcare news article. And this is what it said. Just, just like, hear me out. This, this stuff is, is juicy. A stat investigation found that the company's caustic work environment has for years driven away top talent and that behind its obsession with secrecy, there are signs Moderna has run into roadblocks with its ambitious projects. At the center of it all is Stefan Bansel, a first-time biotech CEO with an unwavering belief that Moderna science will work and that employees who don't live the mission have no place in the company. Confident and intense, Bansel told Stat that Moderna Science is on track and when it is finally made public that it will meet the brash goal he himself has set, the new drugs will change the world. Oh boy. 
But interviews with more than 20 current and former employees and associates suggest Bansell has hampered progress at Moderna because of his ego, his need to assert control, and his impatience with the setbacks that are an inevitable part of science. Moderna is worth more than any other private biotech in the U.S., and former employees said that they felt that Bansell prized the company's ever-increasing valuation, now approaching $5 billion over its science. As he pursued a complex and risky strategy for drug development, Bansell built a culture of recrimination at Moderna. Former employees said, Failed experiments have been met with reprimands and even on-the-spot firings. They recalled abusive emails, dressing down at company meetings, exceedingly long hours, and unexplained terminations. He sounds, he sounds evil. At least a dozen highly placed executives have quit in the past four years, including heads of finance, technology, manufacturing, and science. In just the past 12 months, respected leaders of Moderna's cancer and rare disease programs both resigned, even though the company's remarkable fundraising had put ample resources at their disposal. Each had been at the company less than 18 months, and the positions have yet to be filled. So I know this article is from 2016, but this says a lot about the company and the man himself. And just wait, it gets better. Lower-ranking employees, meanwhile, said they've been disappointed and confused by Moderna's pivot to less ambitious and less transformative treatments. Moderna has pushed off projects meant to upend the drug industry to focus first on the less daunting and most likely far less lucrative field of vaccines. Though it is years behind competitors in this arena, the company has published no data supporting its vaunted technology, and it's so secretive that some job candidates have to sign a non-disclosure agreement before they come into an interview. Outside venture capitalists said Moderna has so many investors clamoring to get in that it can afford to turn away any who ask too many questions. Some small players have been given only a peek at Moderna's data before committing millions to the company, Bill Gates, according to the people familiar with the matter. Like many employees and former employees, the scientists requested they stay anonymous because of a non-disclosure agreement. Others would not permit their names to be published out of fear that speaking candidly about big players in the industry would hurt their job prospects down the road. This is why people don't speak out. Moderna just moved its first two potential treatments, both vaccines into human trials. In keeping with the culture of secrecy, though, executives won't say which disease this vaccine targets. And that's not sketchy at all. And they have not listed the studies on the public federal registry clinicaltrials.gov. Listing is optional for phase one trials, which are meant to determine if a drug is safe, but most companies voluntarily disclose their work. Investors say it will be worth the wait when the company finally lifts the veil. When the company finally lifts the veil, are you serious? If we look at the patent for the COVID testing, it was created in 2015, meaning that this has been planned for years, and we, we obviously know that by now. So could it be possible that Moderna's secret project has actually been this vaccine the whole time? And get this. Bansell, 44, had no experience running a drug development operation when one biotech's most successful venture capitalist tapped him to lead Moderna. He'd spent most of his career in sales and operations, not science. What is with people 
who have no science or medical background trying to get trying to be in charge of our health aka bill fucking gates bro now listen carefully to this next part Moderna's technology promised to subvert the whole field, creating therapeutic proteins inside the body instead of in manufacturing plants. The key, harnessing messenger RNA or mRNA. In nature, mRNA molecules function like like receipt books, directing cellular machinery to make specific proteins. Moderna believes it can play the system to its advantage by using synthetic mRNA to compel cells to produce whichever protein it chooses. In effect, the mRNA would turn cells into tiny drug factories. It's highly risky. Big pharma companies had tried to do similar work and abandoned it because it's exceedingly hard to get RNA into the cells without triggering, without triggering nasty side effects. But if Moderna can get to the work and the process could be used to treat sources of diseases, including cancers and rare diseases that can be death sentences for children. Nasty side effects. And we know that the COVID one obviously has mRNA. So like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, listen, even if they weren't a part of this agenda, which I doubt because this man sounds evil, but if they weren't, it takes an average of 10 years to create a vaccine. Four is the record, but they said this one will be ready within 12 to 18 months. Months. And if it has nasty side effects, how will we know within such a short period? Conspiracy theory aside, who in the right mind would want to take something that isn't properly made within the correct amount of time that it takes? This is just blowing my mind. Like, I don't understand. How are people so gullible? How are people just falling falling for this shit? Just because the media says it's safe. <laughs> But like I said earlier, they are saying bullshit. Like they said it's 95% effective or whatever effective for the symptoms, not the cure. So, and then, okay, in this last part of the article, they talk about how it could potentially cure cancer or whatever. But we know that they're holding the cure for cancer at the Rockefeller Center. If you listen to, I think, two episodes ago or last episode, I don't remember. But anyways, so they have the cure for cancer, obviously. So if this mRNA vaccine can also cure cancer. Why isn't that at the top of the list? I mean, I know COVID is like the hot commodity right now, but cancer, I mean, they've been searching for a cure for cancer forever. So like, I don't get it. I don't really get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Everything about this is is so suspicious. Okay, let's talk about the other company, Pfizer. Pfizer has apparently engaged in questionable practices abroad. In 2000, the Washington Post published a major expose accusing Pfizer of testing a dangerous new antibiotic called Trovin on children in Nigeria without receiving proper consent from their parents. Are we surprised? Honestly. Like, Bill Gates, the vaccine, the polio vaccine on the children in, I think it was Africa. The experiment occurred during a 1996 meningitis epidemic in the country. In 2001, Pfizer was sued in U.S. federal court by 30 Nigerian families who accused the company of using their children as human guinea pigs. I mean, I have no words. We've been known this. In 2006, a panel of Nigerian medical experts concluded that Pfizer had violated international law. In 2009, the company agreed to pay $75 million to settle some of the lawsuits that had been brought into Nigerian courts. The U.S. case was settled in 2011 for an undisclosed amount. 
Classified U.S. State Department cables made public in 2010 by WikiLeaks indicated that Pfizer had hired investigators to dig up dirt on Nigeria's former attorney general as a way to get leverage. Oh my god, this is just making me mad. As a way to get leverage in one of the remaining cases, Pfizer had to apologize over the revelation in the, in the cables that it had falsely claimed that the group Doctors Without Borders was also dispensing troven during the Nigerian meningitis epidemic. Oh my god. They also have so many lawsuits for all their medication. I mean, they created Advil and a lot of the name brands that we know. And I understand that medication has their side effects, but this is just my opinion. I don't think they're supposed to kill people or give them cancer, let alone not warn people of certain side effects. I guess in one of the lawsuits, they failed to mention that it caused kidney failure. And again, I'm just trying to keep you guys aware. It's just so much fucking corruption and... it's all blackmail. You saw that. Pfizer, I guess, had blackmail on Nigerian attorney. That's how they do it. That's how it works. Blackmail. Blackmail everyone. And money. Blackmail and money. That's how to work in the Illuminati. Okay, have you guys heard of the Flexner report and how that hijacked natural medicine? I was reading into the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, and this one, Dr. Christine Northup, was in an interview on YouTube and it was on Facebook too. She openly talked about the dangers of it and the person interviewing her posted this link to this Flexner report and how Flexner report was the reason that natural medicine doesn't exist anymore. So, I've never heard of the Flexner report before. I'm probably gonna get yelled at if you knew about this before I did. But anyways, So, what is it? It was a very useful tool commissioned by oil magnate John D. Rockefeller. Rockefeller had made a massive fortune with Standard Oil and was setting his sights on gaining a monopoly in the drug and pharmaceutical industry. However, first he had to get rid of the competition, which consisted of natural, non-allopathetic healing modalities. Naturopathy, homeopathy, eclectic medicine, botanical and herbal medicine, holistic medicine, etc. Hemp was also a threat to his plans since cannabis was a tremendous medical benefit. That's why it's illegal. It can be used to alleviate pain from numerous diseases and even has anti-cancer properties. How did Rockefeller deal with this? By means of the Flexner Report. Rockefeller paid Abraham Flexner to visit all the medical schools in the U.S. at the time. He released the so-called Flexner Report in 1910, which called for the standardization of medical education and concluded there were too many doctors in medical schools in America. Rockefeller then used his control of the media to generate public outcry at the findings of the report, which, by means of the classic elite strategy of the problem-reaction-solution, as David Icke calls it, ultimately led Congress to declare the AMA, American Medical Association, the only body with a right to grant medical school licenses in the United States. This suited Rockefeller perfectly. He then used the AMA, which may be better called the American Murder Association due to their widespread use of endorsement of toxic vaccine drugs and chemotherapy and radiation to compel the government to destroy the natural competition, which it did through regulating medical schools. So that's how he infiltrated the medical schools. Got it. All right. We know that 
We know that monoculture crops are not as resilient as diversity of crops. Same goes for thought. With all the hundreds of different healing modalities out there, why would we want to narrow it down to one system if we were truly interested in health? Of course, they're not interested in health. They're interested in money and feeding off our fear because the reptilians feed off our fear. After the Flexner report, the AMA only endorsed schools with drug-based curriculum. It didn't take long before non-allopathic schools fell by the wayside due to lack of funding. Thus, Rockefeller had his monopoly on drugs, and Big Pharma and Rockefeller Medicine were born, and has only grown bigger and more terrible since. Now, routinely bribing doctors to prescribe their toxic and side-effect-laden pills not to mention their autism-causing vaccines, Rockefeller, the AMA, and Big Pharma are now all key aspects of the New World Order, but it all started with the Flexner Report. Okay, so this was straight from the article that was linked under the video with that doctor. I don't have enough knowledge about autism-causing vaccines to have an opinion on that, but I have always been pro-vaccine. I mean, I've been vaccinated since I was a baby, but now I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think especially if these people are behind it. Even hearing Dr. Northup talk about how many children she's seen die after taking a vaccine or the story she's gotten from parents has me questioning a lot, honestly. But anyway, let's talk about one last article with our man, Bill Gates. Okay, so I'm actually recording this part of the episode the next day. I recorded that last half that you heard on Thursday because I was trying to put out the episode today, Friday, which I will by the end of the day. But I just, yesterday, I I don't know what I'm going through. Actually, I do know. I'm going through the void stage of an awakening, which I will explain at the end of the episode, but I just couldn't finish it. And that's the first time I've ever had to stop recording and just take a break, which is very weird. But anyway, let's continue. So, this article is on Bill Gates and the conspiracy theories and all that. So, let me just read it. There are many conspiracy theories. Some believe that reptilians run the U.S. government and others believe that Coca-Cola uses the blood of Christian babies to produce its soft drinks. There are people who have seen chemtrails and others who advocate wearing tinfoil hats when watching television to protect them from destructive brainwashing waves. Often, the prophecies of scripture are interpreted as commentary on those technological discovery or events. But there are also rational facts that it doesn't make sense to deny because they are documented. These include the existence of Bilderberg Club, CIA, MKUltra, and George Soros funding of dubious political activities in a number of countries. The case described below relates to an officially documented fact. Although, there is something rather biblical about it. Patent WO 2020-06-06-06 was registered on March 26, 2020. The patent application was filed by Microsoft Technology Licensing, headed by Bill Gates, back in June of 2018. And on April 2020, the patent was granted international status. The title of the patent is Cryptocurrency System Using Body Activity Data. So, what is this invention that the people at Microsoft decided to patent? The abstract of the patent application says, Human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used in a mining process of cryptocurrency system. 
A server may provide a task to a device of a user, which communicates to a server. A sensor communicatively coupled to or comprised in this device of the user may sense body activity of the user. Body activity data may be generated based on the sense body activity of the user. The cryptocurrency system communicatively coupled to the device of the user may verify if the body activity data satisfies one or more conditions set by the cryptocurrency system and award cryptocurrency to the user whose body activity data is verified. In other words, a chip will be inserted into the body that monitors a person's daily physical activity in return for cryptocurrency. If conditions are met, then the person receives a certain bonus that can be spent on something. Isn't that fucking creepy? Like, this is literally in the description of the patent. They are, I'm telling you guys from the beginning when I said that in the beginning of the episode that they are trying to make us robots and control everything from how we breathe to how we have sex and then we'll get paid for it. A detailed description of the invention provides 28 concepts of how the device could be used. It also provides a list of countries for which the invention is intended. Essentially, this is all the members of the United Nations and a few regional organizations specified separately. The European Patent Office, the Eurasian Patent Organization, and two African Intellectual Property Protection Organizations. Although inserting microchips into the body is nothing new, the Masonic Youth Child Identification Program has been in the operation in the U.S. for a while, and people calling themselves cyborgs exhibit various implants. Microsoft's involvement is interesting. And why has the patent been given the code number 060606? Is it a coincidence or their deliberate choice of what was referred in the book of Revelations as the number of the beast? Bill Gates' name is constantly being mentioned these days in connection with his interest in pharmaceutical companies, vaccinations, and WHO funding. Although the globalist media tried to highlight Bill Gates as a great philanthropist and protect him from attacks and criticism in every way possible, it is unlikely they'll be able to conceal a whole web of connections. Bill Gates' company is involved in another project, the Digital ID Project, ID2020 Alliance. On the website's homepage, it says the project has been addressing the issue of digital rights since 2016. In 2018, the Alliance worked with the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. Besides Microsoft, the Alliance includes the Rockefeller Foundation, the design studio IDO.org, the consulting firm for Accenture and Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, a company that actively promotes and distributes various vaccines around the world. It is telling that Gavi and, Va- and the Vaccine Alliance mostly covers countries in Africa and Asia. In Europe, the organization is only active in Albania, Croatia, Moldova, and Ukraine. And then the Caucasus in Georgia, Armenia, and Azerbaijan. Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, also links with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Bank Group, the World Health Organization, and UNICEF. These are all listed as founding partners. Since February 2020, Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, has been focusing on the coronavirus pandemic. The organization's CEO is Dr. Seth Berkeley. Although the headquarters of Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, are in Geneva, Berkeley himself, an epidemiologist by training, is from New York. Since the late 1980s, he has spent eight years working at the Rockefeller Foundation and is a fellow at the Council on the Foreign Relations. He is also an advisory council member of the New York-based Acumen Fund. So yet another link has been found. 
Theological interpretations of the patent number are probably best left to experts on religion, but it is clear that there are strong links between organizations and companies like the Rockefeller Foundation, Microsoft, the Pharmaceutical Lobby, and the World Bank Group, not to mention secondary service providers. They are trying to play the role of the supranational government by constantly focusing on the fact that these days national governments cannot cope with epidemics, illnesses, famines, etc. single-handedly. But as China has shown, they can. The West cannot and does not want to acknowledge this, however, largely because it does not want to share power. So the globalist media will continue their information campaigns where the blame will be placed anywhere but on the West. It is telling that right now, as additional information on the coronavirus has started to emerge, false stories on China's role in the epidemic have been stepped up and statistics manipulated. Of course, statistics have been manipulated. What else hasn't been manipulated? Everything from science to the news to the fact checkers, everything's manipulated. And I hate when I say these claims like the fluoride one or the uh, the global warming one because then people automatically assume that I don't trust science and that I'm an idiot. But the thing here is, guys, like I trust science. I actually love science as a kid, like in school. I don't trust the data. I don't trust the scientists behind the work or the institutions, like the Rockefeller Institution. Like, I think that's the part that people are lacking, the knowledge of the history behind said data and how they came to that conclusion. Were you in that room when the scientists did these experiments and came out with this data or the statistic data? Were you there? Were you watching them input the numbers? Like, we don't know what goes on. And we blindly trust these people because they are quote-unquote experts. But I will elaborate more on this expert title at the end because I did get a question where I, I'm going to talk about how success is not related to titles. <laughs> but anyways, what do we think? Like, honestly, I, I don't trust anything. Obviously, I question everything. Question everything always. But this is outrageous. Like... I I don't know. I'm just kind of speechless. Everything's so crazy. And it's more crazy that people are blissfully ignorant and don't want to look into this, don't want to research. And I get it. People are lazy. <laughs> it's a lot of research, I'm not going to lie. And most of the research cannot be found on Google. And obviously, people are not going to think of DuckDuckGo.com. And then if you've been programmed to believe that fact checkers are real and that your education actually taught you something, then you're not going to believe any other articles or you're not going to go beyond the fact checkers or Google's going to stop you. So it's, it's a tough battle right now between the people who are very logic-based and not have an open mind about anything other than their education, which I don't blame. I don't blame anyone it's not their fault, but I wish I wish the awareness was there because, damn, would things be different? And I mean, not everyone's going to wake up in this lifetime, and that's fine. And it's a hard thing to accept, I think, especially if you take things personally because you will be called crazy. You will be hated on by your friends, your families, especially strangers. You'll be called an idiot or a racist every single day, like I do. But 
we have to understand that we are not those words. We are not their projections. We are not their perspective. Another thing that has been helping me get through all this is that everyone's living through their own lenses, through their own world, through their own perspective. My world can be completely different from yours, perspectively wise. We both grew up different. We both went to different schools. We both had different friends. We both see the world differently. We both have a different idea about love, about friendship. So you will never know truly another person's perspective until you physically see the world through their eyes. So the fact that everyone's seeing the world through their perspective, through their trauma, through their experiences, it's completely different and you'll never know how they actually see it. And so if they are calling me crazy because through their lenses, they have had an education, they have believed everything they learned from school, everything they learned from their parents or their religion, then obviously they think I'm crazy because they don't understand and they don't know. You will call something that you don't understand or that you don't know crazy, out of this world, insane, idiotic, because you don't understand it. It's a common reaction, but that doesn't actually make you crazy or idiotic. So get back to your authentic self and keep pushing for the truth and question everything. Anyways, let's get into questions. Um, Before I begin, if you want to submit a question, the link is in my bio and it's, I think, the fourth tab. It says questions for the next episode. But yeah, submit your questions and I promise I'll get to them. I've gotten way more this week than I have gotten in other weeks. So I might not get to all of them. So make sure to check back. I hope I will release an episode. I hope. (laughs) I might release an episode next Friday again, maybe during the day or at night, depending on if I go back to work next week. I really don't know what's going on. But anyways, again, I'm so sorry that I made you guys wait a whole extra week. (laughs) All right, let's get into the first question. Hi, Kelsey. I'm such a big fan and I love you and your podcast. So I'm reading Rise of the New World Order right now and I'm a little confused on the Babylon and the mystery religion. Can you simplify, summarize? Hello, thank you. And yes, so the mystery religion is basically satanic worship. It's basically worship to Moloch, um, sacrificing children, all that stuff. He names it that in the book because there is already a religion called Satanism, and apparently there's different branches to it, which makes it more confusing, but they don't sacrifice children like the mystery religion does. At least I hope they don't. But basically, Satanism is completely different from the mystery religion. Even though they both have Satan connections, it's not the same thing. So what they did is combine the Babylon mystery religion into Christianity, creating Catholicism. So that's why some people think that, well, actually, no, it's been proven that the Vatican, they have the most pedophile allegations, or the Pope is also said to be evil, or the Vatican roots. I mean, that's how the Vatican became a thing, was from the mystery religion, because when they combined that with Christianity, then they created the the Vatican and the Roman Empire and all that jazz. So, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it's basically just worship to Moloch 
and sacrificing people and getting what they want. That's what he means by that. I hope that answered the question. All right, next one. So, I don't know if this would work because you said he's pretty quick to shut down conspiracy theories, but it would be really cool if you could get your brother on an episode with you. You know, like talk about opposing views so he can share his facts and beliefs. I want to question everything from every angle thanks to you, so I would excitedly welcome his beliefs as more information to solidify or change mine. Honestly, thanks for making Honestly, thanks for making me the dope, woke, open-minded individual I am today. I couldn't have done it without you. You're changing lives, whether you believe it or not. Like, seriously, changing lives. Thank you from all of us. Okay, when I first read this question, because I picked the questions and then I put them on my outline, I legit had tears in my eyes. This means so much to me, especially with everything I'm going through right now, which I will explain in a second. This just means so much to me. Like, you have no idea. And I love you guys. And I'm so glad that I have been able to change your life and help you become an open-minded individual or help you become the best version of yourself because that's truly all I want to do. But in regards to my brother, okay, so it's funny because this morning I sent him some of my psychology research trying to tell him that, yo, you've been manipulated um here's like psychological proof (laughs) and he and since he's all about education and science and facts he said yes see that's how the right got into believing all these conspiracy theories they tricked all those people and you with their propaganda and i was just like hold up you think the psychology is to manipulate us into believing their dirty work which is actually real. I'm, I'm confusion. Like, I'm confused. He totally twisted everything I said. But anyway, I try to explain after that, no, the psychology is that you listen to MSNBC, CBS, or whatever news channel, and you believe them, and you don't believe that they're actually evil people. <laughs> but he didn't listen. So, he also doesn't live in my state, and he is very anti-conspiracy theory. Like you said, he will deny everything. And he hates that I even have this podcast. I don't even think he's listened to an episode, which is which is fine. So, I don't think he would even consider it, but I'll definitely ask. So, stay tuned. <laughs> Next question. What advice would you give someone that is severely depressed, has anxiety because their soul is crying that they are not living their purpose and feels stuck? Alright, so this is the question where I was going to explain the void and what I've been going through. But, okay, you just perfectly described exactly what a void stage is in an awakening and what I am currently experiencing as well. So, what helps me personally here is that the more I find out about past lives, reincarnation, star seeds, light workers, aliens, healing, the more I relax about finding my purpose. Also, the more I learn about the programming, psychology we've all been through, the education, the media, society, the more it makes sense. They have programmed us to attach our purpose to material gains, which then just leaves us attached to this 3D consciousness because we believe that our level of success is attained by the kind of career you have, the education you have, the kind of money you have, which is absolutely not true. Success does not come from money. 
And we have to reprogram our brains to believe that. And like I said, because it's so engraved in us, sometimes we flip back to that mindset like, shit, like, I need to get a, a job. I need to get a title. So we need to reprogram our brains and that it's going to be hard work. It's hard work reprogramming your brain that's been brainwashed your whole life, if, especially if it's in relation to limited self-beliefs. That's why I have daily affirmations on my mirror. I have to tell myself every day, reprogram my brain every day, that I am more than this physical body. I am more than the external validations. I am love. I am powerful. Like I said in the beginning. Yes, in this reality, we do need money to survive, unfortunately. But we don't need a career or title to be successful. My definition of successful is feeling fulfilled from within by what I'm doing to help people and how I choose to experience life. This podcast doesn't give me any money and I don't have that big of an audience, yet this is the most successful I've ever felt. Even more successful than receiving my degree, which that was a shit show to get through. It's the passion and fulfillment you feel when helping yourself or others or from experiencing life, from going on a hike, from experiencing nature, from being grateful, from your progress of healing, that is success. Like, what do, what do I always say about labels? Labels keep us in this 3D mentality. I always tell you guys that we are here for a reason. We are here to wake up the collective, to spread love, to be happy, to frolic naked in the woods. <laughs> Okay, I'm kidding, but like only half kidding. <laughs> but honestly, the other day I got to thinking about, well, actually I always think about this or question this. Why is everyone so miserable? Especially like the younger generation, but everyone's so miserable. Why do adults say it only gets worse from here when we graduate college or when we graduate high school or enjoy it now because it only gets worse? And everything that I thought of like all the things just trace back to money at least from my observation and personal experience people overwork themselves to pay the bills the overworking turns into stress the stress can turn into an illness or change in attitude about life which then projects onto your partner or your family or your friends then you start to lose friends or your family resents you or your kids take on that trauma because even if you didn't mean to you neglected them then they pass that trauma down to their kids. And then that creates generational trauma and unhealed wounds. Of course, other factors are involved too, or could be involved. But in this case, we're talking about money. <laughs> hurt people hurt people. People who have unhealed wounds and trauma unintentionally hurt other people. Then the cycle continues. And these elite, globalist elite, have literally mapped out our lives of how we should be how we should be successful, what it takes to be successful, what it takes to be happy, what it takes to find love. But who who said that was right? Like, who, why, why did we just follow what they said? Why did we follow this cycle? Just because it's worked for many years? Just because it's what we've always done? Like, if you think about it, just because it works doesn't mean it's a good, it's a good system to live by or it's a good cycle to continue. Everyone's miserable. <laughs> But like I said, the cycle continues, the trauma, the generational trauma continues. 
and now there's no love or trust left, all because of passed down trauma of parents neglecting you, parents expecting too much from you because you're not successful, or parents divorce, or parents literally comes down to who raised you. I'm just using parents as my observation, but whoever raised you, if they had unhealed trauma, then they're going to pass it on to you. And it's no one's fault. I think I said this, I don't know what episode, I've said it before. It's no one's fault. This is literally the cycle that has been happening continuously because the globalists keep us miserable and in fear and in lack of our needs and keep us in this 3D mentality. But if we really try to switch our consciousness to 5D and we realize that we don't need any of this materialistic things. I mean, physically, we need food to survive. But, like, my mentality now is the universe always provides for what I need. The universe always provides what I need. And I am very grateful. That's what I say every day. And honestly, I haven't worked since March. Like, I've been unemployed since March. And yeah, I recently got a job, but this whole COVID situation, we're back in quarantine, like I said, so I haven't gotten paid. But I have not struggled. Like, yes, I live with my parents and it's not what I want, but it, but the universe provided what I need. A roof over my head, food on the table, parents who are willing to house me until I find a job and finally move out because I feel like a 23-year-old in a basement playing video games. But I'm just saying the universe always provides what you need. That's the key word here. It's not what you want, it's what you need. You need food, the universe will provide food. You need money to pay your bills, the universe always provides. It's the negative thoughts that stop that momentum of being grateful or knowing that you're always protected, knowing that you're always safe. It's the negative feelings of, oh my god, what if I don't have enough money to pay those bills by the end of the week? What if um, I don't get enough hours? Or what if, and that negative vibration, you start feeding into it and those chemicals start going through your body, changing your cells, manifesting into your external. That's why the universe then doesn't provide because you're not vibrating on that level of gratitude, that level of you know that you are the universe. So the love you have for yourself will be given back to you. The love you have for the world will give back will be given back to you. Gratitude practice has also helped me through this void. Being grateful for the little things is so important and people take that for granted. I'm going on a tangent, I know, but let, let hear me out. So the other day I was thinking about my friends, like my close friends. I don't have that many close friends and mainly because I talk about a lot of crazy shit and I don't like being fake. I don't like pretending like I'm something that I'm not, even though sometimes I do. Sometimes I do have to pretend that I'm something that I'm not so I don't scare people away, given that a lot of people who know of me and follow my social media from high school or college, I don't post any of this stuff on my personal accounts because I have to pretend to be something that I'm not on there. And I know that sounds really bad. But when it comes to my close friends, like the five that I have, they stick around and they listen to my podcast. They're probably listening to this right now. They still check up on me. They they hold me accountable for my actions. I did have to let go of some friends that 
aren't on the same vibrational level or don't understand or don't accept me for who I am. Because my close friends, I believe, I believe the close friends are the ones you should be honest with and the ones you should be yourself with. And if this is your true being and they don't allow you to be your true self, they are blocking you from ascending. What I'm getting here, I lost my train of thought. The point is that friends aren't obligated to be in your life, yet they choose to every single day. They choose to every single day to check up on you. Or it might not be every single day, but you guys still like each other's things on social media. Or you Snapchat each other. Or you text every so often. But they still choose to be in your life. And they're not obligated to. And I think that's so beautiful. And I feel like that's such that's one thing to be grateful for. Even if it seems little to you, it's a lot. And that gratitude, that vibration will vibrate and spread. So it's things like that, like being grateful for food on the table, being grateful for the roof over your head, being grateful for the people who love you because there are people who love you. I think we tend to focus a lot on the people who hate us and that's normal. We are humans. But if we focus on that, then we forget about the people who are actually there for us and the people who are actually supporting us. And I mean, I'm guilty of this too, of being like, damn, people hate me. I think I remember when I first started my TikTok and I first blew up over the Justin Bieber um, yummy music video. I got so much hate over, I think it was the CERN lab and the 5G video. But I was hysterically crying and I was like, I'm going to delete my account. Like, I can't handle this. It got like, I don't know, over 50 comments of people with degrees and PhDs and all this stuff commenting and people who own businesses in technology saying how much of an idiot I am, that I need to get an education, that I am evil for spreading misinformation, and then I got personal attacks on my appearance. So it was it was pretty bad, and I, w- I remember hysterically crying and really taking what they said to heart. And I mean, it's very human to do. It's a very human thing to do, and it's still taking me a lot of work to detach my ego, but I have to remind myself that's key here you have to keep reminding yourself to let go of your ego because it's your ego who's being bruised not you it's not who you actually are at heart and you have to understand that people reject what they don't like about themselves onto you and at first sight i didn't understand this concept but everyone is your mirror whatever you don't like about someone subconsciously you have done it yourself or you hate that part about yourself subconsciously you might not even know it so having that mindset and that perspective changed a lot for me because now I see and also the perspective that people don't know like I said earlier people will call you crazy or stupid or whatever for the things they don't know so just having that perspective changes a lot and I do understand that some conspiracy theorists or people who talk about this do diminish other people or belittle other people and I try to avoid doing that. I'm sorry if I ever have on Twitter or Instagram because sometimes it does get irritating being called racist all the time or anti-Semitic or idiot or uneducated or even attacks on my personal appearance. Like it does get tiring sometimes but I don't think I've ever engaged in diminishing or belittling someone who doesn't know less than I do because at the end of the day, it's just an awareness level. We are different. We are at different awareness levels than other people and that doesn't define your intelligence. 
It just defines your ability to want to learn more about the world, want to learn more in general. Intelligence is not based on education or grades. Everyone cheats on tests. Everyone cheats on their resume. Everyone cheats on their everything to get through college, to get a piece of paper, to get that degree. So that shit don't mean nothing, if you really think about it. Don't even lie to me and say that you've never cheated because I know you have. So what I'm saying is intelligence is not based on the level of success or the level of education you have in an institute. Intelligence is based on your capacity and your ability to understand your emotions, to understand other people's emotions, to understand how to interact with people, how to attain different knowledge, how to keep an open mind, have awareness of your surroundings, awareness of your subconscious, awareness of your thoughts. That is intelligence to me. Intelligence is awareness to me. Those two things mean the same thing. Someone as smart as my brother lacks so much awareness. And at the end of the day, those people are probably the ones that aren't happy. They lack awareness of their healing or their trauma. They lack awareness of everything. And they focus on the external, the piece of paper they got five years ago from an institute that was owned by an evil reptilian that is just brainwashing you. Like, you get what I'm saying? And I mean, speaking of pieces of paper and degrees, if you don't get your degree, you can't get a good job. And if you can't afford a good job, you can't impress your family and friends because you still crave that outside validation because you probably never healed and love yourself. But what if you can't afford college? You either work five jobs and mentally and physically exhaust yourself to the point of getting ill or dying, which then can lead to other, another chain of reactions, or you get a job and you don't go to college. And maybe that job is fast food or something. And you start feeling guilty because all your friends went to, to college and you start engaging in negative self-talk because you need that external validation which will only cause more self-hate in a deeper hole. But the truth is, whether you work in fast food or you're the CEO of a tech company, that doesn't, that doesn't determine your level of success. Your level of success is how you treat others and how you choose to treat yourself. And it just blows my mind how trapped people are to this 3D dimensional, materialistic, superficial world. All they care about is money and then new cars and new gadgets and everything. So the root of it is money and not properly healing and not properly internally going within yourself. And a lot of people lack that. And it's funny because it all goes back to a piece of paper that we choose to give value to every day just because we're told that it has value from people who have corrupted our world. Like... Doesn't make sense to me. Of course, there are other ways to get a job. You don't need a degree to get a job. You could cheat your way and get a job if you know people. Or if you're Jeffrey Epstein and lie on your resume that you got a degree and then you work your way up and become a billionaire and then own an island and be a pedophile. <laughs> like what I'm saying is our purpose is much larger than money, status, career, relationships, etc. We need to drop that narrative because that narrative ties in with the labels. And like I said, labels tie us to this 3D dimension, this 3D mentality. We need to stop seeking outside validation and love ourselves. We are here to enjoy life, enjoy nature, enjoy your family and loved ones. We're here to spread light and help others become consciously aware. You feel stuck 
and anxious and scared because you're in that void stage. The void, the void stage of an awakening is flip-flopping back and forth between your old beliefs and whether you should release them or you're confused because of the people surrounding you. So the key here is release those negative self-beliefs. Release the beliefs about the world and reality. So releasing the negative self-beliefs, releasing the beliefs about the world you thought you knew, releasing the beliefs of reality, that causes a void because you are losing everything you thought was your life. You are losing everything you thought was real. And it can be terrifying, depressing, confusing as fuck, and lonely. You're stuck in a limbo. And it's completely normal. It's a normal process during an awakening. It's no coincidence that you're listening to this podcast because we are all pulled together energetically. You found my you found my TikTok or my podcast or my Instagram, however you came here, for a reason. I don't believe in coincidences. You are energetically pulled to your soul tribe and you guys are my soul tribe. And those people will help you feel less alone because they understand. Everyone going through an awakening awakening goes through this. And I feel like a lot of people are going through the void right now, especially with daylight savings. So what I tell myself when I feel like this or when I fall back into this pattern of worrying or confusion or sadness, because it happens. I'm not completely 5D. I'm not, I'm so human at the end of the day. It's a process. I remind myself that our brains are wired with this dirt. I reflect back on my progress. I isolate and go inwards. I reflect all the things I went through, friendships, heartbreaks, school experiences, whatever it was, and how I choose to heal and let go of the beliefs or the kind of person I was a year ago and reflect back on how I am improving every day. This is why I love journaling and I do this every day, or I try to at least journal some of these things out. But to get out of this void and to stop feeling like this, you need to clear your aura of old energy because you're releasing it. And some things that might keep you in that limbo is because you're holding on to people who aren't on the same vibration or the same path as you, or the same awareness level as you. So those people are holding you back, confusing you. The external and your internal are like contradicting. So you might have to cut people off. Yeah, you might have to let go. And it's for the greatest good. It's for your greater good to ascend. You might also have to rest because you might feel exhausted. Because energetically, it's draining. (laughs) This is all draining. But honestly, this won't last forever. And I feel that this is the stage that people resist and just go back to their old ways. Because it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant at all. And feeling stuck is not a it's not a fun feeling. So what they do, people who resist this stage or think that, well, this is not what I expected from an awakening. And so this is not benefiting me. So I'm going to go back. And they get sucked back into the 3D, into the labels, into the polarity, into the external validation. Forget about their healing. So what I suggest is keep pushing through. You got this. And you're not alone. My DMs are always open on Twitter. I suggest Twitter because I can see the Twitter DMs way better. So I hope that helped. I know I went on a bunch of tangents, but I've been feeling the same way. And I think it's... Mm, a lot it has a lot to do with 
the portal that's coming up on December 21st because that's like the ultimate ascension portal, I guess. I guess the energy will be very, very good for those who are aware and awake and you have to stay grounded and have your vibrations high. But to get to that level, we have to release everything. So right now I'm in this state of releasing my old limited self-beliefs, releasing people who don't benefit my energy, who aren't on the same vibration as me, releasing old thoughts. It's so easy to get sucked back into the belief that this world is real, especially if the people around you, if your friends don't believe in any of this stuff or aren't aware of this stuff. I shouldn't say believe because it's literally, you don't believe in this stuff, you just know. (laughs) I don't know how else to explain that, but Sometimes it is easy to get sucked back in because your ego will hop in and be like, no, stop being weird. Um, everyone is going to think you're weird if you talk about this. Like, no, just play play the role of the sheep. And then you get sucked back in. So it's, it's not easy, but it's okay. And I feel like everyone's going through it. At least everyone on my For You page on TikTok has been having similar symptoms or similar stages that they're going through within the last couple weeks, last three weeks. So I feel like collectively, those who have been working this whole year to ascend are all going through it, kind of in that limbo void stage. And it's perfectly normal. So you're not alone. Everything will be okay. Just don't reject it and don't get sucked back into the matrix. I hope this helped. I hope this made sense. Like I said, I know I go on a lot of tangents, but I hope this helped. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) Okay, last question because I went way off with the last one. I'm honestly loving all these questions and I've gotten some really good ones and I promise if I don't get to yours this week, I will eventually. So the next one, what are your thoughts on celebrities that claim to be spiritual? I've seen NLE Choppa, Jane Aiko, and even Oprah talk about it and wanted to know your thoughts and do you think they're genuine? Okay, I honestly don't believe they're genuine, but I also don't believe it's their fault. I believe they think they're trying to help us, but we have to remember that they are controlled. They are assigned to the Illuminati. They might not even realize that they are being controlled, which is why I feel like they personally believe they are doing something good. But the truth is, they are controlled opposition. They portray themselves as one of us so we can follow their footsteps, but they will only lead us down the path that the big guys want us to go down. So giving us the partial truth with controlled lies. They might not even think they're lies. I just say be aware, keep an open mind to everything, and question everything. I mean, some of the things they do say are valuable and do relate to the spiritual awakening, but other stuff I'm just like, bro, like, you know, that's... no. (laughs) Also, in regards to Oprah, a lot of people, when I posted a video about her explaining how pedophiles and sex offenders I don't know she was talking about it on her show and I posted a video and it sounded really bad but people said that she was abused as a kid growing up and I think honestly that these people who grew up in this world in this industry are used to it like Oprah she grew up being abused so when she grows up she's gonna be an abuser or she's gonna think it's normal or she doesn't even realize she's doing it because they grew up in that industry. They grew up being manipulated in their own ways. They grew up being brainwashed in their own ways. So it's a whole other world that we don't even know. We're not even a part of. 
in her mind, she might think she's doing something normal, something good. And even some, I've listened to some of her podcasts and some of her advice. And honestly, like I said, some of it's valuable, but keep an open mind. Take it with a grain of salt, question everything. Because I just don't think they realize that they are also controlled by reptilians. But anyways, just stay aware. (laughs) All right. Sorry, guys. That was the last one. I didn't think that question before that one would be so long. And I'm almost at two hours. And I'm going to have to edit this later. So it's going to be fun. Um, anyways, all right, guys, thank you so much. I love you guys. I will try to post again next Friday. Thank you for sticking by me, even through this rough patch of inconsistency. I hope you guys have a beautiful day and stay aware. Question everything. I love you. Bye.